the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If you think about it, it'll get better if you say it's going to get better. But what about when you don't say it's going to get better and it's pretty bad? That's the story of my life, basically. If you're a caregiver like me, uh, you should give a care. So you should be a caregiver. Watch it. Okay, this is where we begin, caregivers. Caregivers of America. It sounds like some kind of organization. It might be. Hey, I don't know. You can connect with me. Online, connect at LorraineCarroll.com. Why? Because on Carrying the Burden, there are all kinds of caregiving organizations. And I tell people, but it's really about the people that do the care. So I tell people, "Mm, I don't know about that one. Did you look into it? And once they do, they find out, oh, 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 right. Because oftentimes you know a caregiver near you. Why don't you donate to them? I'm not talking about your money. There's three things you can donate to a caregiver. That's some encouragement, always. Hang in there. It helps. You'd be surprised on a bad day, a tough day, a rough day. Woo! Hey, hang in there just to hear that refreshment of, you can do it. I'm so glad you're taking care of so-and-so. Yeah, thanks. Because if I wasn't, this person might be dead. And that's real talk. For caregivers, give yourself a little more credit. A lot of people don't realize that if there are no caregivers, then what does that mean? There is no care. Absolutely common sense basics. So let's start with that. No matter where you are, who you are, what you do, no matter what type of work you do. If you're an engineer and you don't care, whoa, watch out. If you don't show up to work in the office and you don't care, you might not have a job. That's what one of the biggest companies in America said. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a different show. This is carrying the burden. Well, see, everybody has a burden to bear. And that bearing of the burden It begins with caring of the burden. Somebody finally caught on to the theme and the objective of the title of the show. See, it's not carrying. We don't carry burdens. We let them go to the Lord. But if you care about what you bear, it's not so hard because you find better, more genuine ways to express your care. Most people don't care about what they do. When you're apathetic, when you don't care about what you do, it comes across. That goes to the recipient of the care, as well as the people around you, as well as even yourself. How? Because when you don't care, let's start with you, that's reflective in the work that you do. Caregiving begins with you. There was a song on my mind. It's not even Christmas time. When I woke up this morning, I was singing, let there be peace on earth and let it begin with me. Well, we hear it at Christmas time, but technically that song came about after a group of campers got together back in the 50s and they pulled all these people together, different races and Diverse groups. I mean, we're talking religion and all these things. Now, picture it as 1955. I don't know how that group would look today. Huh? 
You let me know what you think. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. Because the diversity we know today, yeah, it was a little more, let's say, conservative diversity back in the mid-50s in America. So this group got together. They put over 100 young people together in a camp for a week. And basically, this was the culmination of that week. Let there be peace on earth. Let it begin with me. I thought about that this morning. What if I, Lorraine, was totally responsible for everyone else's peace for the day? P-E-A-C-E. Woo-hoo! What a burden to bear. See, that's where caregivers get it wrong. We're not supposed to bear the burden of care. That's where I come in. What I found is that caregivers don't know how to share the burden. Okay, so who am I supposed to share all this stuff with? Jesus. Uh, oh, yeah. See, take a deep breath. And if you're not Christian, never thought about it, agnostic, atheist, we don't care about that on carrying the burden. What we care about is that you find out that you can share your cares with the Lord. Now, I'm talking about the one in the Bible. I have to make it plain these days. People have all types of identifiers, associations. I'm talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, the one in the Holy Bible. 66 books, that one. Yeah, don't fight it. Just read it. I don't care. Start in the Psalms, Proverbs. I always tell people those are the easy places. You'll find something you can relate to, and it will help you in that moment for the day. I always say, if, it, if you just ask the Lord, where should I go in these Psalms? I'm telling you, it's amazing what you might read. So I thought about peace beginning with me. And if I were the one responsible for the peace for the whole world, would I have enough to give? Ooh, what a burden. And then I thought about it. No, Lorraine, no. The peace that passes your understanding, the kind that you can't fathom, that's the kind you get from the Lord. I said, oh, okay, I get it. So most people don't have peace of mind. They have what instead? Anxiety. Most people don't have peace of mind. What do they have instead? Fear. Okay, uh, let's try it one more time. Most people don't have peace of mind. What do they have? Anger, bitterness, rage, jealousy. Okay, Lorraine, whoa. It all begins with peace. Most of the problems that you're dealing with, if you do your life math, it won't equal peace. So what is it that you need to subtract from your life in order to have life equal peace for you? I need a new job. Well, do you? Or can you create a situation at your job, on your job, and make it more peaceful simply because you're there? I tell people all the time, I used to work in a heavily corporate environment where people depended on each other, lots of teams, lots of teamwork. And if there was one person that was having a bad day on your team, whew, man, the team had more work to do. Why? Because the team had to bear the burden of the person with the bad attitude as we dealt with their bad attitude to get the work done. That's a lot. Well, caregivers, we deal with that every day. 
when you're a caregiver, nobody cares when they call you mid, let's say, diaper assist. Did I say it that way? Yes. I told a lady, there's nothing wrong with calling them adult diapers. Nothing at all. She said, really? I thought that was disrespectful. I said, well, take it up with a lot of the companies that put it on the box. I don't think they think it's disrespectful. I said, but if you have another name that makes you feel comfortable, go for it. Adult diapers is fine. So if I'm in the middle of assisting with a change for my mom. She's 80. Yes, she has incontinence. She doesn't care that you know. She wants you to know. She wants you to understand she can't walk either. Ooh, yeah, picture it just for a minute. Why? Because you're sharing the burden right now. Do you care? You might not. But what if it was you? Uh Uh-oh, slow down, take a deep breath. Let's think that through. So then somebody calls me like, Hey, cousin, yeah, this isn't a good time. Oh, well, I never get to talk to you. So I was just wondering, I just said this isn't a good time. Let's try it this way. Can I call you back? Oh, well, um, I don't know because, okay, maybe you didn't get it. I got to go. Bye. Now, I'm the rude one, right? Did I act like uh, someone that you know, maybe the rude one at your job, the rude one in your family. It could have appeared that way or sounded that way, depending on the person and how they received what I sent out. Because in that moment, I'm in chaos. And chaos actually is the opposite of peace. If you look at it gently, firmly, when you're having chaos, it's because you lack peace. So where do I get my peace? I get my peace from the Lord. I have to pray. And sometimes all I can say is Lord. But he said if I just call his name, that's enough. And I found that it works for me. It not only brings me peace, but it brings me sanity. Remember, sane in the Latin, health. Good health in my mind. Healthy mind, healthy life. Have you noticed that the people that have been having all of these violent issues across our country here in America... Uh, it comes down to something was on their mind. Recent shootings, people had anger. They were bitter. And some people, we don't know. But to me, based on their facial expressions for those that were shown on the news, well, they didn't look like they had peace. So if you don't have peace today, whose fault is that? Uh, Yours? Oh. So how do you get peace? Well, first you have to acknowledge that you need peace. Well, what am I supposed to do, Lorraine? First thing you do is ask the Lord for it and say, I need some peace, Jesus. Start there. It works for me. I'm telling you, it's a tried and true prayer. That's it. I need some peace here, Jesus. Take a deep breath and expect it. That's what faith is. You can't just ask and then don't expect it to happen. I watch people do that all the time. Well, I've been praying about it. That's what somebody told me last night. I've been praying about it and nothing's happened. I said, okay, so what, you gave up? No, but nothing happened. I said, oh, so it's about your timetable. So God's supposed to answer your prayers on your schedule according to your clock. Is that right? And the person slowed down a little bit and began to talk things out a little more. Most of our peace issues, the deficits of peace, the reason we don't have peace is because we're full of anxiety. My Bible says be anxious for nothing. So what are you supposed to do instead? Well, Philippians 4 gives us a nice little list. If you want to know what it says, read it. Philippians 4, chapter 4. Yeah, you check it out. And when you read it, those are the benefits. Those are the benefits that you get what? 
When you talk to the Lord, sure. Because anytime you say, hey, Lord, well, apparently your mind is on the Lord. I just don't believe those people had their mind on the Lord when they shot at people. I just don't. I have a strong scripture in Mark that says that Jesus told his disciples, hey, don't hold back people doing work in my name and they're not following us. Eventually they'll catch on. They'll, they'll get a hold of this after a while. So to me, that's why I just I don't believe it. Why? Because after a while, if you keep praying, if you keep reading scriptures, no matter how chaotic your life is, if you just keep doing it, consistency is the key. Well, your attitude will eventually change. Some of your posture will change. Some of your pessimism, yes, some of you are super pessimistic, and you're a caregiver, right, you're supposed to give a care. So caregivers can be very pessimistic, yes. That means all people. Because if you are listening to this radio station, there's something you care about, and it should be yourself. Wow. Aren't you supposed to care for others? What I've learned as a caregiver, the rule applies no matter what. There is no care for the caregiver if the caregiver isn't caring for who? Yeah, myself. Yeah, that sounds so selfish. No, actually, if I don't get the rest I need, if I don't take care of my life and business for the day, you best believe I'm going to have a chaotic day. You best believe my mom is not going to get the best care because my mind is full of worries and things I didn't do and things I need to do and things I was supposed to do but didn't get a chance to do. Now what am I supposed to do? Oh, okay. First of all, I'm supposed to calm down and reflect on the things that Philippians 4 has given me to reflect upon. Oh, yeah, that's scripture. See, when you read the scripture, it brings you right back to where you should be, at peace. So now, how do I get this peace? First of all, if you lack a thing, just ask the Lord. Lord, I need some peace today. Sometimes that's all you have the strength for. You don't have all the definitives. You don't have the outline. You don't know how it's supposed to happen. You just know what you need. It's kind of like when you're hungry. You just need something to eat. And sometimes... We we say we're starving, but I don't know. I don't know. I think Americans, we, we have a tendency to exaggerate because when I look at us across the board, we're overweight. Uh, in this country, the average person could lose anywhere from 3 to 30 pounds easily without a problem. Now, I'm not judging anybody. I'll start with myself. But I am saying that we have a tendency to exaggerate. Oh, I'm starving. It's just a tendency. It's an expression. But even then... Starvation, it usually begins with hunger. And if you hunger and thirst after the right things in life, like the things that God has set up for you, the good things, the right things, yeah, because the right and the good things don't come from the devil. Did you catch that? So if you didn't, think about your own life right now today. What are the things that are good? Start with those. Take care of those things. Sometimes we want to get the bad stuff out of the way. Well, either way it goes, you're going to have to work. Why not fill yourself up with some goodness 
in the meantime, yeah, one of those fruit of the spirit, yeah, goodness, have that one help you out a little bit. That way you can go about your day doing the work that you need to do, even with the people that you need to talk to because they're going to call. You still have business to take care of caregivers. It doesn't stop just because I'm changing a diaper now. I might not be able to talk to my cousin, but I do need to talk to that guy that's coming to fix my mom's motorized chair this week. Yes, that actually happened. What do you do? Well, somebody has to wait. So what I've learned is each one takes a turn. Mom, bear with me right here, okay? Hold tight. Answer the phone. Hey, guy that's fixing the chair, is this a good time for me? No. I know we usually ask the other way around, huh? Get a laugh in. Is there any way I can call you back within the hour? Always overestimate time, caregivers. Now, most people don't know this trick in life. My grandfather taught me this. I think it's like an old military secret. I'm still trying to find out, though, actually what was taught in the military. (laughs) But this is the way my grandfather taught it to me. Always have some change to spare. And what does that mean? Well, if you think it'll take you 30 minutes, say an hour. Why? Because that way you overestimate and there's plenty left. For who? Actually, it's for you. But then for them, too, because you told them 30 minutes and it took you 35. Now they're upset. Over five minutes, you'd be surprised. So if you think your appointment, you're running late, uh, you won't get there for another 15 minutes, tell them 30. It's just an estimate and you give yourself some change. So if you arrive at 20 minutes, you're like, oh, Okay, I got at least 10 minutes to walk in the door. Yeah. And if you're a caregiver, you always have to add on an additional 30 minutes for the person that you're commuting with. Why? Because you don't know what's going to happen with them at any given moment. It's happened to me many days. Have you ever had to pull over because someone was having the need to vomit? Um, If you have, okay, I'm here to hear about it. But let's talk about the caregiving aspect. Were you willing to let the vomit be in your car? Think about it. What if you couldn't get over fast enough? Now what? Is is that something to worry about? Probably. I don't know about you. I just don't want vomit in my car. Can I just be a human for a moment? Yes. I'm a Christian, but I'm human. And there's just some things I don't like. Like vomit in my car? Yes. So now what? Because I couldn't stop it. I couldn't have a wreck on the freeway. So what do I do? I take a moment to be at peace about it. Because I do the process of elimination, and I hope this works for you. Ready? So, peace. Let there be peace on earth. Let it begin with me. If my mother just vomited, I doubt that she's in peace. If anything, she's probably a little drained, maybe a little confused. She could be in pain. I don't know. But more than likely, she's not in peace. But I am. So what can I do? Now, are you getting it? As a caregiver, I can provide peace. It's okay. It's okay. Here's a napkin. It's okay. I'm pulling over. Did you catch that, caregivers? If I go into what I call a panic frantic, now what? Is that going to make her feel any better? Probably not. Yelling at her definitely isn't going to make it any better. I can't believe you threw up all over my car. Why do we do that? Because we don't have peace, and moreover, we won't access peace. Peace is accessible. That's what I love. How? I told you, you just ask the Lord for it. Most of us go around in chaos because we don't pray. It's really simple. I told someone this week, 
The Lord's Prayer is just an outline. It's not a recitation. I'm not against you reciting it. I recite it. Why not? He told us in this manner we should pray, but it's also an outline. So if you don't take some time throughout the course of your day to at least acknowledge portions of it, you might have a chaotic day. If you don't give the Lord a chance in your life for the day to, first of all, be acknowledged, a lot of us get up and go, we get in cars, we ride, we stop and get gas and coffee, and we haven't even said, good morning, Lord. Nope, that's what we do. I'm talking to the Christians right now. Everybody else, you get a pass. But usually Christians listen to this radio station and podcast. So, Christians, why don't you speak to the Lord in the morning? I know in my family it was considered rude to come into a room after you've awakened and you don't speak. Well, I always see my life as a whole room. Yeah, a room full of what? I don't know. Because I've been given another chance to live in this life. But to God, I'm one of many. And this is what he's given me, to be a steward over. Over what? The room that I'm in. Think about it. Where are you right now? Are you in your car? Are you in your kitchen? Are you in your backyard? Where are you? Wherever you are, that's a room. Now, you can look at the definition all you want, but picture it. Did you ask the Lord to come into the room? There was an old song that old lady used to sing, and it said, Come on in the room. Yeah, come on in the room. She was talking to the Lord, and she was sickly. And the song goes on to say, Jesus is my doctor. He writes out all of my prescriptions. She was a little country, so she didn't quite say prescriptions. And she said, he gives me all of my medicine. And then she signified the room, the prayer room. Wherever you are, you can make that place a prayer room. Where are you? Where are you today? Some people have to go back to the office or else they're not going to have a job. That's what I heard. Anyway, they can make that office their prayer room. Are you in your kitchen fixing breakfast? Um, Maybe cleaning up from breakfast? I don't know. It's still a room and you can pray right where you are. That's the beauty of it. You can pray wherever you are when it comes to the Lord. One of the things that we often forsake is that even in our car, it's our room in that moment. A lot of people see hospital rooms as the time to pray. Well, you could have prayed before you got into the hospital room. Actually, did you? You don't want to wait until you're in a room where you don't have the Lord to realize, oh, wait a minute, I didn't even ask the Lord to come in the room with me. So in order to have peace, you have to ask for it. And he said, my peace, I leave you. So it's available. Did you get it? Did you pick it up? I don't know. I was good for that. If my grandma said, oh, I left you 20 bucks on the counter before I left, and I'm on my way home, and she just left my house. This is when I was growing up. You better believe I was going to look on the kitchen counter for that 20 bucks because she left it there for me. Shame on us when we don't pick up what the Lord has left for us. Peace is one of the things that we often overlook. We often say, you know what? I'm too busy. How do we say that? Because we don't pray. We don't ask the Lord for help. We just go about our way, angry, upset, bitter, hostile. And that's how people end up dead. And I'm not talking about just physically. You can kill people mentally. Yes, you can. Caregivers, yes. You can kill people emotionally. Really? Yes. Think about it. Who have you killed this week emotionally, mentally, 
And here's the heavy one. Spiritually sure. Whenever you offend somebody, that's a spiritual murder. Because Christians, we were told a couple of things in our Bible. Like, if meat offends your brother, what are you supposed to not do, Christians? You're not supposed to serve it. You're not supposed to give it to him. Yeah, I let him have it. He deserved it. No, it doesn't matter what you think somebody deserves. Let the Lord be the judge. Let the Lord fight your battles. Let the Lord determine who gets what. Because he said, vengeance is mine, and I will repay. But most of us don't have that type of patience. I told you, go and read Philippians 4, and when you finish that one, Galatians 5. You can get the supplements that you need for your life and your lifestyle by doing what? Reading the Bible. Most of us won't and don't do it. So I say, look here. It's not like when I was growing up, man. We've got audio Bibles. I just put it on and hit play. Look, it's so easy. It's so simple. Um, One of the things we can do is stop making excuses. One of the excuses that we make, oh, um, I just, I forgot. No, I always say you didn't remember. There's a difference. If you make the effort, I've said that right here on carrying the burden, it makes the burden better. It makes it lighter. It makes it easier. If you remember, I have a to-do list of 164 things per day for my mother. We haven't even gotten to my life. Oh, wait. Wait, did you say 164? That's the bare minimum. Yes, in the course of a day, within a 24-hour period, yes. And that happens pretty much every day, and then add on the ones that I didn't count. That's just an estimate. What about you? Have you looked at every single thing that you have to do? I had a friend take a moment and do what I call the subset. What is that? Well, I've got to wash my car. Okay, It depends on what that means to you. For me, it just means going through the drive-thru at the car wash. For some people, though, if they say, I've got to wash my car, that involves getting a water hose, watering the car down, filling up a bucket, putting soap in it. Don't be upset with me because I don't know how to wash a car manually. Hey, that's how we did it at the car washes when I was growing up. Girl Scouts, that's all I know. So picture it. Every single motion that you do is a part of you that has to be what? Released. Whenever you release parts of you, you're losing parts of you. You're losing your energy. Think about it. You're losing your strength. And a lot of times you don't realize it, but you're losing tolerance. What do you mean? Well, you're putting a lot of effort into one thing. And then later, I promise you, If you do your own evaluation, you'll see it's going to deplete you from something else down the line. Like what? Well, you tell me. Connect at LorraineCarroll.com. I talked to a lady today before my show, and I challenged her with some things about caregiving, and she wasn't ready. Most of us aren't prepared in life because we won't confront our truth. It's easy to deny and lie. That's what I say often to myself. Lorraine, you're in denial. Take a deep breath. Tell the truth to yourself. And once I do that, I'm free. Then I can go to the Lord and be like, I was wrong, huh? And you know the Lord's going to agree with you when you're wrong. You just are looking for an escape. And then I quickly ask for forgiveness. Remember that Lord's Prayer, it's an outline. You don't have to recite it all together at one time. You can. I'm not against that. But I found that I like to break up that Lord's Prayer throughout the day. 
Some parts of the day, I need forgiveness. Some parts of the day, I need the Lord's provision, his daily bread. He's the bread of life. It's not always about the food from the grocery store. Some people look at it like that. I found that I need the Lord's hand. I need his help. I need his strength. I need his encouragement because everybody's not calling me to say you can do it. And I can't expect them to either. So what do I do? I do like David and encourage myself in the Lord. See, it's cute to have vision boards. I'm not against them. But the vision boards are inanimate. All they do is sit there. Sometimes I need help. And I'm like, the board can't help me. And I have to be realistic. So then I have to go within my own soul and realize what I can't do. And then that's when I have a moment and say, okay, Lord, if you don't help me, I'm not going to make it. And it's in my weakness that he's strong. So are you ready to admit it today that you need some peace of mind? You need some peace in your life? You you really need some peace that you don't even understand. You don't even get. How do I get this peace? Where did it come from? Well, if you ask, the Lord will give it to you. It's just like wisdom. He won't hold it back from you. So remember what I said. Start with the Bible. Read a verse. It'll make a difference in your day-to-day. Did you read your Bible? Are you listening to the Bible? Well, I'm speaking about the Bible. That's part of it. You're listening to a radio station that's Christian. Uh, That's half of it. Well, keep listening to K-Phrase right here in sunny San Diego, 12, 10 a.m. Find me on any major podcast station, and you're going to hear some more about this Jesus stuff. It brings peace. You've been listening to Carrying the Burden with me and Rain Carroll right here on K-Praise. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.